This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. You say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo, and oh, wow. <laughs> I'm telling you something. This book is called Incent Share, Motivate, Recruit, and Get Results with Incentives, Succeed by Sharing. Let me ask you a question out there in the world, over 90 countries around the world. Thank you for listening, by the way. I appreciate you downloading and listening and telling your friends you are awesome. Let me ask you this. If you could recruit your top talent, would that interest you? Yes or no? I'll wait. Okay, I'm taking that as a yes. If you could motivate your employees that you currently have to be more productive, more efficient, more creative, to uh, actually increase and prosper your company, would that interest you? I'll wait. Oh, okay, you said yes to that too. What if I said you could be more profitable? Any uh, any thoughts on that one? Oh, that does interest you too? That is what my friend and author, Rob Marshallonis, has put together here in this book, Incent Share. Listen, I know that we have all talked about incentives before, but this is different than just talking about incentives. This is talking about motivating and sharing, using, motivating others by sharing what we have in a way that makes sense to a company. And at the same time, makes sense to everyone else and actually lifts them up. All right. That's what Incent Share is. You're going to love Rob Marshallonis. But I'm going to tell you what, before we get started with him, let's do what we do every week, right? And that is, we, I walk you through the four areas of your life. Look, look we're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people, right? There's just, we just are. All right. And if we're not working in on all those four areas, what happens is, well, basically, we don't stay stagnant, we die. So we have to be in constant work. Now, look, that, that doesn't mean that we have to do the same things every day. Like, for instance, let's take the physical area, right? So if you were to rank yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being, eh, my training's not very good, 10, my training is outstanding, 5 being average, how would you say you're doing when it comes to exercise, eating right, getting enough sleep, and drinking enough water? Just those four things. How would you say you're doing? Right? Here's the thing, right? I'm not saying you have to exercise every day, but you should get up and move around a little bit. I'm not saying you have to eat perfectly every day, but are you watching it, right? Are you doing some other things? I'm not saying you have to drink water 24-7, and that's the only thing you can drink. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying 
that, you know what, we need to keep ourselves hydrated, right? I'm also not saying that you got to sleep eight hours a day because for some people it's six, for some people it's a little longer. What works for you and keeps you healthy, that's what we're talking about here, okay? So whatever your number is, that's your number. Don't get alarmed. If you're a three, it's okay. <laughs> we're not trying to get you to 10 today. We're just trying to get you to a 3.5 or a four, okay? That's what we're trying to do today. All right, so that's your first number. Second number is your mental number. Folks, we're right brain, left brain people. And here's the thing. Our right brain is creative. Our left brain is logical. We should be working both halves of that brain. And you can't do that sitting on a couch just watching the news come at you. Because I can tell you something. The news is not helping you grow, right? If anything, what it's doing is it's it's actually hurting you. I know you go, what? Yeah, I'm informed. No, you're not informed, folks. You do understand how the news works, right? There are millions of things going on in this world. They pick and choose what they're going to tell you, which means that you're missing out on millions of other things that are happening in the world that they're not talking about, that you need to go out and find out what's going on in the world. Because can I tell you something? There's a lot of good things happening in the world, right, if you search for them, which means that you have to be an active participant in your mental growth. But this also means that you're going to grow in your learning and knowledge of what you do and who you are and... And come to a self-awareness requires learning, right? Rob talks about that in his book, right? We're going to be great leaders. you got to get self-aware, right? But it also means that you got to read. you got to learn. you got to grow. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing in that area? All right, second number. Third number, emotions. We have talked on this show uh, over and over again about uh, work done by Daniel Goleman and uh, Daniel Kahneman and, and on emotional intelligence, emotional quotients. Fact of the matter is, folks, it comes down to really two things. How well are you able to control your emotions under stress and pressure, right? And then how well are you able to understand the emotions of others? You want to be a great leader? Rob talks about leading with your heart and your mind. You are not going to be a great leader if you cannot tap into and understand the emotions of others. <laughs> he has a great story, a parking lot story, where he learned something amazing in a parking lot. What I came away from that story was he heard with his mind, but he really heard with his heart, and it was emotions that he understood. It's a great story. That's why you kind of have to read this book, because it's very cool. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say you're doing emotionally? Right? All right, finally, the spiritual area. Look, folks, I know there's some of you out there who are going, I'm not spiritual, Jay. I'm just not. I don't believe in it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm sorry, you really do. We live by faith every day. You got in your car believing that, in fact, it was going to turn on, and it did, and you're at work today. You did that by faith. You woke up to today, and you may have had a bowl of cereal, and you put that cereal on a spoon, and you believed it wasn't poison, and you ate it. That's faith. See, we live by faith in everything that we do. We don't understand it. We don't think of it as faith because we don't want to think of it that way, right? But the truth of the matter is, you know what? Some of you are listening to the show hoping that's going to give you something. That's faith. If you have hope, you have faith. And the truth is, folks, when things go bad, you're going to run to something. Whatever the first thing you run to, that is your God. And then you have to ask yourself a question. You know, what's bringing you back to center and break back to a place of peace in the midst of your chaos? Right? That's spiritual. Is it God? Is it nature? Is it meditation? Is it something else? And then you can ask, is it working? 
And if it's not, what do you got to do to change it? Those four areas are like the four four legs of a chair. I, you know what you can also call them? You call them like four tires on your car. Have you ever driven your car when one tire is too low in air and it's almost flat? <laughs> Boy, it sure doesn't work, does it? And if they're all too low and flat, guess what happens? You're going to ruin some rims. <laughs> I can promise you that. Well, my next guest, Rob Marshallonis, I'm going to tell you something. He's got all his tires full and inflated to the right space so that they can roll down the road easily. He is he is the creator of Incent Share and founder of LSP123. He is a CEO, mark, marketing uh, engineer, entrepreneur, coach, consultant. His experience give, has given him deep insights into organizational dynamics, motivation, incentives, and sharing to get results. He has advised thousands of businesses and nonprofit leaders, and works weekly within office, factory, retail, and other workplace environments to help teams improve, grow, and prosper. His accomplishments include 20 years at GM and CEO of Stoner Incorporated, where he developed business strategy, built a team, and created incentive plans that resulted in 15 times sales growth. While CEO at Stoner uh, Incorporated, the marketing manufacturing company received the Malcolm Baldridge National Performance Excellence Award, which is very rare, from the President of the United States and was named Best Place to Work in Pennsylvania for nine years. Uh, you can learn more by going to uh, www.incentshare.com. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. And welcome for the first time, Ron Marchalonis. Rob, welcome to A New Direction. Wow, thanks, Jay. It's just uh, great great to be with you. What a setup. <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. All right, well, let's just jump in, right? Um you you are a big I'm gonna knock I mean you you start with a quote by Sam Walton and uh, which by who's just been in the news recently by the way um, actually his heirs have been in the news and here's what you, your quote is that you start with share your profits with all your associates and treat them as partners I love that in turn they will treat you as a partner and together you will perform beyond your wild expectations that really is kind of the setup for this entire book and incense share isn't it. Yeah, it really is, Jay. I, I had the good fortune uh, a number of years ago to do business with Walmart. And in, you know, in that process, got to know the company. And I never met Sam Walton uh, personally, but I certainly got to uh, experience his legacy and, and just found him and what he had built fascinating. And how cool was that, that he kind of, you know, jumped right in and specifically put it out there that, you know, share with your employees uh, not just because it's a nice thing to do or um, just out of your heart. Do it because it's, it, it, is those, it, it is a nice thing to do, but it's also good for business. You, 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 this is, by the way, I'm, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you something. We're in the, I'm just in the welcome page, which, by the way, it's just jam-packed. All right? We're going to talk about some of these things a little bit more in detail. But you make a quote that I, right here in the welcome page, that – Really, really, uh, and then you talk about it later, but really, really got me. And that is how you seed and develop motivation in the hearts and minds of your team will likely be the biggest factor that determines your success or failure. And this is something that I think what you're really talking about here is that we're going to have to have a leadership mind, mind shift here, aren't we, when it comes to how we determine to motivate and lead people. It's it's not going to be the standard X's and O's. We're going to have to have our hearts and our minds involved, aren't we? Yeah, I think any of us that have been in a leadership role for any length of time, we just realize the, the responsibility and the complexity and 
you know, that I think the point you're referring to there is, 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 you know, you can call it an opportunity or you can just say it's a responsibility to figure out a way to build motivation, um, you know, inside each of your employees and to assume that they come to us or work with us motivated, I think would be uh, a dangerous assumption. And so I, I challenge leaders to just assume that it's it's part of the role of being a leader is to figure out how do we motivate employees. And there's so many different ways. I, I talk about many of them in the book, but as you know, I, I have my favorite, uh, which which comes around to sharing sharing your success with your employees. Yeah, it's uh, what I guess we'll call it chapter two, language matters. And you jump right in there and say sharing is the key word. Success sharing is the key concept. So let's dig right into that uh, because after all, the book isn't called Incent Share. Sure. So, uh, you know, simple equation when you when you think about incent sharing is what, how do you define success in your organization or even down within your work groups, whether your work groups are a sales team or a customer service team or field service or factory workers or truck drivers, you know, what does success look like and then how might we share a portion of that success or, you know, uh, improvements or increments or increases in that success? So in, in no way do I advocate sharing for sharing's sake in the book. It's all about sharing the success that comes from, you know, really the productivity and the results of your employees. So I, I think we need to be clear here, though, because you make a real distinction here. We're not talking about uh, necessarily using incentives as a motivator. We're talking about something bigger here. Because when, uh, I mean, when we talk about incentivizing others, there comes with it, you talk about this in the book, that there comes with this, maybe this stigma of it's, you know, we're manipulating or we're trying to do something. This is something much bigger. Help us understand what you're, when you talk about it, what you're referring to. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I prefer the language and the discussion around sharing as opposed to incentives. I, I think incentives for many people have some baggage. Um, sadly, many people have been manipulated with, with uh, a plan or a system that was called an incentives. And so, um, I, you know, I, I certainly use that, the language and the word incentives, but, but I think the sharing is a much more powerful concept. And, and then I broaden that to say not just sharing, but success sharing. Mm. And so, you know, I think it's, it's good early on in the thinking around this concept and in the book that we, we just kind of put that out there because uh, not everybody has done these, these plans correctly. And I think there's definitely a right way and a wrong way and a powerful way and a weak way to, uh, to even think about incentives or, or success sharing. Okay, well, so then let's, okay, that that leads us beautifully, thank you, uh, into the next part of this, and that is, okay, so what is the wrong way? Help us understand what the wrong way is. Yeah, so um, (laughs) where, you know, I have examples jump into my mind where people have used incentives the wrong way, but um, oftentimes it plays out where people don't think through a sharing mechanism or an incentive plan. They don't think it through well enough to address ways that employees or anybody might um, might be allowed or, or motivated to compromise 
um, their values or the or the what's right for the company or what's right for the customer, uh, what what's right for all the stakeholders in a business. And so, um, yeah, you know, and oftentimes, and you know, we it seems like regularly, several times a year, we hear of a headline story in the news where somebody has, you know. Uh, taken advantage of or poorly structured an incentive plan that's that's you know resulted in a mess. I talk about a a major top tier bank in the book that had some really serious problems because they put in place a plan that I I'd like to believe you know somebody or several people believed was a good idea and would work well, but either through lack of oversight or um, or intentional. Um, lack of attention, this incentive plan drifted in the wrong direction and customers were manipulated. And when the whole thing blew up for the, um, the very small gains that might've been had short-term by the, by the financial institution, they were, I don't know, 10 X, 20 X, um, cost long-term, let alone the, the knock to the reputation. So, you know, it happens. And I try to address it right up front, Jay, that, you know, no, no incentive plan um, should in any way allow us to compromise the values of our, of ourselves or our business. And, you know, ideally the best incentive plans are win, win, win across the board for everyone involved. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that you try to share with us in, in is that if, if we have incentive plans that don't have ethics and integrity behind them, it's a bad incentive plan. I mean, because, right, we could put incentive plans together that say, okay, let's say it's a sales team, and that says, okay, you know what? If you do X number of sales, we're going to give you we're going to give you this kind of bonus, right? But then we don't attach it to it, you know, we, but we want to do it ethically and in the right way and make sure that our customers are treated right. There's got to be some other attachments to it because it can't yeah. be, right? I mean, I think that's what you kind of have alluded to in the book is the wrong way to do it is just to say, Oh, well, you know, that's easy. You know, I'll just put out there, you know, you make X number of sales, you know, fine, but you don't care how the sales are made. Now it becomes, yeah. and, and, it, and it, you know, it could, it could be, it could be malicious, but oftentimes it's not malicious. Right. It's just uh, overlooked, overlooked, you know, or there yeah. just, there just isn't enough sophistication in the incentive plan to, to uh, account for the potential for misuse and so, you know, I think if anyone who's smart enough to put together an incentive plan can be smart enough to put some some boundaries or structure around it to keep it, um, uh, you know, to keep it honest and ethical. Right. So, well, you talk about that one of the problems uh, that happens in, right now in our society is that our employees aren't engaged, and in fact, that if we if we look at success sharing, um, employee engagement actually increases. Maybe talk us through a little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think the concept is, is probably as old as, uh, as employment itself, but, you know, if you think about, um, many of the issues that we are struggling with in, in business and in society, uh, rel- related to employees and productivity and, you know, doing good work and having successful businesses, um, it ties very quickly to uh, people and your employees. And so I talk you know later in the book about how to how to support and lead and incentivize workforce. And so my my core belief with that is that 
you know, the, the greatest impact in a, in a business. And I guess you could say in almost any organization is with, is with leadership or people. Right. And so what we quickly get into is, you know, who are those people? What level of talent do they hold? How motivated are they? How well are they supported? And, um, you know, what's your approach as a leader to, to, to address all of that? So um, the statistics are good uh, for employee engagement here in the United States, but actually worldwide. Right. And so it's not just a selective problem. Uh, for any of us, I think, it, you know, everybody struggles with that. And so that's part of what I'm trying to address in the in the concept within Incentiaire and also in the book. His name is Rob Marshallonis. The book is entitled Incentiaire, Motivate, Recruit, and Get Results with Incentives. You're listening to him here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, Epic Physical Therapy is one of my uh, sponsors, and they are absolutely outstanding. In fact, they are great. And I got to tell you something. I go there... I, Professional athletes go there. Why? It's because I'm telling you the customized treatment program that's exactly for you. So when you're ready for your epic relief, your epic recovery, and your epic results, go to Epic Physical Therapy. That's epicpt.com, E-P-I-C-P-T.com, and Linda Craft and Team Realtors for more than 35 years helping the world in residential real estate. Listen, if you're ready to sell your home, buy your home, start with the, the real team, the Linda Crafted team. They're, trust me, they've been around. They are the experts. You can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. It's an outstanding website. That's lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And Hint Water, we are on DB and ATV if you have a Roku or an Amazon Fire device. And Hint Water is the official beverage of DB and ATV. And you know what? I drink it. I think you should too. It's delicious. Find your favorite flavors at a store near you. And we're back here on A New Direction with Rob Marcellonis and uh, his book, Incent Share, uh, Motivate, Recruit, and Get Results with Incentives Succeed by Sharing. Rob, you say something here that I was an eye-opener statement to me. And it was, uh, it's the issue of the spirit of competition and teamwork. And you say in a workplace, teamwork is more complicate, more complicated and you, here's the question. He said, do you realize that many of the workplace, many people in the workplace have never formally participated on a team? And I didn't know this, but yeah. in, in a 2008 census, only 35% of children between 6 and 17 years of age participate, participated in after-school sports. 43% did not participate in any after-school extracurricular activity, including athletics clubs or lessons like music, dance, or language. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, help us put this together here because I know people aren't, I mean, we talked about, you know, competition and teamwork. Well, most probably most of our people have never really been on a team. And so how does Incent Share help maybe bring that together? Yeah, th this was a, kind of a mid-career revelation for me, Jay. I, I grew up being active in... <laughs> activities. My parents were school teachers, so we played sports. We were in clubs. We were in activities. There was something going on almost every night of the week for me and, and my friends and my peers. And, you know, I believe you're, you're an athlete. Yeah. And so you, you get all that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a, of a workplace and, you know, on a factory floor, for example, and I'm just 
as a young leader, I was just assuming, well, everybody had the same experience as I did um, being on a team, understanding practice and sacrifice and wins and losses. And, and uh, the reality is in many of these work environments, the workforce has never been on a team. And so, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's a reality. And so as a leader, it comes back to, well, you know, what can we do? What, what, what should we do? What can we do to instill, um, the, you know, the, the core elements of teamwork of, of, of communication and focus and working together and trial and error and success and failure and practice. And so, um, I, I just think the realization that is helpful. It, It sometimes helps us to gauge our starting point and gauge our approach, uh, more effectively when you realize that many people, most people in many work groups have never been on a team. Yeah, that's 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 problematic uh, when, especially when you start thinking about uh, when you start thinking about things like sales, when you start thinking about profits, uh, you know, it, it and quite honestly, it explains a lot of the comments I see on LinkedIn. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. When I read some articles, I'm like going, but you know what? You've never been on a team before, so you really don't understand how this whole thing works. And it's it's eye opening, just eye opening to me. You know that uh, it doesn't make sense because it, there there becomes when we don't have that a this versus them, you know, us versus them mentality, and that you know where the employees feel like they're against the organization and the organization is against them when they don't see it as a full team effort you know what i'm saying yeah i mean you know what a you know what a what a blessing to to many people uh, to have had the opportunity to work on a team have some good coaching maybe even have some bad coaching so that we can experience that and 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 you know just realize how how it works and the benefit the benefits of teamwork so i i transition that whole reality into the power of sharing our success because I think it, it, it resonates. Um, it helps working together in a, in a company, in a work group. Um, it helps a lot of people to, to understand the value of cooperating and listening and helping each other and having, you know, a, a greater sense of others and others focus to achieve better results because that's how we all get re how that's how we potentially can all be uh, rewarded in a significantly bigger way. You, you further talk about the employee dilemma and that there's competing interests. And this is another thing that I open was eye opening to me and why incent share becomes so important because um, sharing uh, your results all, you know, is going to help, you know, with the competition and understanding teamwork, but also, and I didn't, I I didn't think about this at all, but the dilemma is that our employees have competing relational interests. And it didn't dawn on me that how many relationships do our employees have and where does our organization, where does the relationship with the organization fall? Yeah. So, you know, think of a, of a typical employment situation, a, a business has a role they want to fill or an opening. And so they place an ad or, uh, do you have, you know, some way recruit a candidate. So that candidate comes in, presents themselves, there's a discussion. And if uh, uh, both sides believe there's a fit, there's a handshake. 
and a person's employed. And then in many cases, that that person goes from the handshake with the owner or handshake with HR and the agreement, they've negotiated a, a, a wage or a salary, and then they get put in a work group. And so let's say that work group is a, uh, uh, a warehouse, right? And so, you know, you, you end up in a warehouse and hopefully there's some sort of orientation and some sort of a mentoring or training. Um, very quickly, that employee realizes that I, I'm heavily dependent and allied with the people who I work, work to my left and to my right. And what happens is, Many employees grow distant from the business and uh, and the business owner in a small business, and they they're they're really influenced um, by their coworkers. Mm. Now that can be a good thing if there's a strong if you're t- if the team is strong and the training's good and leadership is good and you know that whole work group works well together. But oftentimes there's there's a big disconnect, and so. An employee's loyalties and focus is on working with their teammates for good or for bad. And so what the problem is, is if there are distractions or, um, you know, how do I describe it? You know, behaviors that are that are less than favorable for the business that are going on amongst that work group. Many employees, their loyalties to the work group, they're going to they're going to keep their head down and uh, not really speak up for the good of the for the good of the business well it, it's just that the relationship with with the business falls to the bottom of the relationship list yeah the, you know the, the loyalty to the business and the success of the business can quickly and easily be minimized while the loyalty to some to co-workers and to others to you know to friends and family no surprise um, rises and, and and so what happens is, over time, um, businesses lose a tremendous um, opportunity to have their employees focused and committed on the success of the business. And, right? Yeah. Right. 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 And and this is and and this is where, uh, as a leader, we have to be we have to be better attuned. So this is, see, this is part of the emotional intelligence part of it, I think, right? Is that are we really paying attention to those little factors that we're not considering? Yeah, I mean, if you and I are working together on a work group, Jay, and we're in a corner of a warehouse or a corner of a factory or, or, or out in a service van, and, um, you know, you're maybe you're having a bad day and that's okay and we're figuring it out, or maybe you're... Um, repeatedly having a bad day or losing interest in your job or whatever. Well, you know, you and I work together. So is my loyalty stronger to you or to the business? Mm. Um, oftentimes, many employees will keep their head down and like, you know, regardless of what's going on in my work group, I keep my head down. I keep my tail clean. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't get paid enough to deal with my coworkers' behaviors or, or productivity. And so I, I think this is a very common dilemma and it's understandable. Sure. I, I've been in situations like that. We all have. If we've been in team sports, oftentimes that gets corrected in the locker room or the practice field right, or right, right. on the line of scrimmage, right? Like those things get corrected in interesting ways in, a, in sports. And so that's one of the things I like about sports. But so, so the goal is to accept that reality and as leaders figure out what can we do to overcome that? 
well, if we can put a sharing mechanism in place for the success of the business, I have found that to be one of the most powerful ways to get a group of uh, potentially distracted, d- d- disparate um, employees to pull together and say, wow, you know, if we have to be here, how can we be most successful uh, uh, for the business? Because that's how we get most rewarded. So, and so you really can shift the psychology of a work of a work group with with smart incentives. All right. So let's do part two of the book, which is called Our Incentives and Sharing Right for You. You have eight questions to consider. And one the first question is, how do you decide if incentives are right for you? Which I think is a good question. So what do we, what do we, what your first question is, how big is your opportunity? When you, when you ask that question, what are you asking? Sure. I mean, if you're a, if you're a business owner, a leader, I mean, think about your opportunities and, you know, they could be opportunities for greater volume or sales. They could be opportunities for faster throughput. They could be opportunities for more, you know, output from your results from your employees. And so how, how big is that? How would you quantify that? I, I, I like to talk about this oftentimes in, in this term I call opportunity math. And so if a business, say, for example, has a million dollar annual opportunity, it could be a you know, sales growth, it could be profit margin, it could be expense reduction, a million dollar opportunity broken down um, into 50 weeks is, uh, what's that, uh, 50 into a million is $20,000 a week, $20,000 a week, or $4,000 a workday. So just to quantify opportunities and get us thinking about this a little bit differently, we have million dollar opportunities. Every day that slips by, that's $4,000 of uh, of potential opportunity. Mm. If we could capture that opportunity, what might we do with that $4,000? What if we were to share a portion of that back with the employees if, if, if we and they together can figure out how to, you know, how to capture an opportunity like that? So if for $4,000 a day, you know, we can measure that in terms of what do we sell? What do we move? What did we save? Right? We can look at it that way, I guess, both ways. Yeah. Let's, let's say we have a factory floor with 20 employees and we know that five of those employees are superstars and, and 10 are okay, but, but five employees for whatever reason just aren't pulling their weight and aren't very productive. Well, you know, in many environments, that group of 20 are just going to keep their heads down and say, hey, I, it's not my job. I don't know what's going on over there, you know, 10 steps to the right of me. Right. But, um, you know, and, and I think that's very typical. But, but what if you found a mechanism to say, hey, as a team, if we can figure out how to capture, you know, greater productivity, which is oftentimes what I'm focused on, employee productivity, we can find a way to capture that. How might we benefit? All right. Question number two, how engaged and motivated is your workforce? Yeah, we talked about that. I mean, the, you know, the statistics aren't good as, you know, something like a third of employees are actively engaged and, you know, in a, and almost that many are actively disengaged. So the, you know, the statistics aren't, aren't good. And so that's a question for leaders to sort of gauge what by gut feel, by employee turnover, by, you know, benchmarking data, where do you stand? Uh, question three, how do you define success? Right. So if you're if you're looking to improve your business results or your success, what does that look like? Okay. So go ahead. 
you know, with a sales team, it's 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 easier, I think. So sales, it could be the sales revenue generated. It can be the number of new customers that are brought in on board. It can be first time orders, second time repeat orders. Could be a gross margin that's generated from each sale. Um, it could be the you know the net profit from from the, generated by the sales team. So sales are easy to capture. It gets more complicated when you look at like a customer service team. How do you, how do you measure and quantify customer service? Mm, right. Yes, yeah, so we talk about that in the book. Uh, question four: How is your workforce organized? Yeah. So I think one way to look at incentives and, and employee productivity is by work group. So most businesses, many businesses with 50 to 100 employees, say typical, you know, small to mid-sized business, will typically have four, five, six work groups. You can conveniently, you know group the workforce into four, five, six. Uh, I think it's just a way to divide and conquer the, the challenge of incentives. Jace, look at, at, at incentives by work group. What experience have you had with incentives? Question five. Yeah. Um, I like to ask this question when I work with companies and, you know, it's always mixed. Some people have had good experience with incentives where they worked before or what was, you know, what's going on right now in the company. But Oftentimes, there's an equal number that have had bad experience with incentives. And so I think, you know, it needs to be addressed up front. I like to ask that question and talk with the with the workforce about their experience so that we can get ahead of, of any ideas or, or incentive plans we might consider putting in place. Question six, how do you compensate now? Yeah, this is a good one. I mean, if you think about this, in many workplaces, we compensate for time, not results. Mm. People punch a time clock. They're expected to show up at a certain time. This is all the news now with work from home, work from office. What do we do? How do we tackle this? And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is many employees are, uh, their, their earnings are determined by the time that they put in. And in, in some environments, there's this, this interesting uh, concept called overtime. And so if we put in more time in certain situations, not only do we get paid, but we get paid more time and a half. And so think about how that can play into, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of overtime if it's productive, but, but oftentimes overtime is not nearly as productive as it, as it can be or should be. And that's a real expensive um, dilemma for an employer. Yeah. It's terribly expensive. People don't, they don't understand how much that's costing. There's other ways to get around that, which you talk about. Question seven, what is your timing? Yeah, so going back to opportunity math, you know, I mean, people, many people agree with the concept, but they get tangled up in what to do next. And I think if you think of opportunity math and those million-dollar opportunities that are that are drifting away at $20,000 a week or $4,000 a work day, it, it helps to motivate many leaders to say, hey, I better... Maybe I should work on this sooner rather than later. And then finally, question eight, are you ready to take the next step? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the real, you know incentive plans, I don't believe, are very complicated. The, right. the goal is actually to keep them simple. But there's just enough nuance and enough pitfalls that, um, you know, that I felt there was an opportunity to write this book and, and, a, and a really – zero in on the, on the subject. I mean, I've, I've developed a passion for the idea and the book was my attempt to help employers just navigate all of this, uh, hopefully at least a little bit easier. So when, as you're moving on in this section, um, you have a quote by Jim Collins and, uh, which is if I were running a company today, I would have one priority above all others. 
to acquire as many of the best people as I could because the single biggest constraint on the success of my organization is the ability to get and hang on to enough of the right people. Um, of course, Jim Collins is the author of Good to Great. And you talk about incense sharing the origins and evolutions. And uh, we talked about this in the intro. But we, and that is that you had a breakthrough in terms of a parking lot insight. And it comes down to question, is your best talent either leaving the building or, or planning to leave the building? And you, you, this is where things started to shift for you. Yeah. So this, you know, there were a few eye openers professionally for me along the way. And can I share the story quickly? Absolutely. So, so I had a, I had a good employee who I happened to bump into in the parking lot. I was, I was leaving around the end of the day and, you know, oftentimes we'd stay a little bit later, but we were both, we were both heading out. And so I got talking to this employee and came to learn that he was leaving early that night because he was going to put a new engine in his car. And I'm, you know, that's, that, that certainly threw me. I'm like, you know, why would you put a new engine in your car? Well, my engine has problems and I can save $750 or something by putting the engine in myself. I'm like, dang, like who does that? Like, <laughs> and I even say in the book, like what a stud, like right, I, I, don't, right. I don't put new engines in my car. And so uh, I thought, you know, wow, that was, that was a story. Here's this guy going home for a few evenings to change the engine in his car. But what I came to realize is that he was doing that to save, you know, to save some money. And he saw that as a mechanism to, you know, benefit his family. Um, you know, in his case, not necessarily make more money, but save some money. And, and, you know, I was leaving this, the building with him as a business leader, knowing that I had six figure, seven figure opportunities in the business that I was trying to figure out how to capture beyond what I could capture myself. I needed employees like him to, you know, do what was necessary and be motivated to do the work so that we could improve the business. And I got to the point where I'm like, you know, shame on me if I haven't done as a good enough job as a leader to help this good employee, great employee, realize that your best opportunity is here. You know, how can I help this employee, you know, not, not just make extra hundreds, make extra thousands so that he could you know, pay somebody else to put that engine in his car. I mean, I, I just felt that there was a great value there that I was missing. And so it, it reinforced my thinking about incentives and, and putting mechanisms in place so we can help employees get ahead. You know, many of us have employees that are leaving to go home to mow their lawn, paint their, you know, paint their house, put on a new roof, change an engine. And they're doing that for economic reasons. And, and, and we have mechanisms in our businesses to, um, to reward employees factors of three, five, ten times over that. That's beautiful. His name is Rob Marshallonis. The book is entitled Incent Share. Motivate, recruit, and get results with incentives. Succeed by sharing. You're listening to him here on A New Direction. Hey, everyone. Uh, listen, I talk about it, but you know what? Uh, Epic Physical Therapy, right? Their uh, facilities offer the most advanced top-of-the-line equipment. Antar, the Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, the Normatec compression sleeves, my favorite the game ready. It's ICID compression all-in-one. Hey, they are trained, certified, in the most cutting, uh, comprehensive, cutting-edge treatments available. Things like blood flow restriction therapy, dry needling, cupping. That's just a few. Epic Relief, Epic Recovery, Epic Results. That's what you can get from Epic Physical Therapy. You just go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T 
LindaCraftingTeam.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, hey, are you a real estate professional that is looking for a new home? Well, guess what? Uh, Linda Craft and Team could be your new home. I'm telling you, it could be. They, they've been around for over 35 years. They are on the top of the cutting edge when it comes to uh, technology. Uh, listen, if you're looking for an atmosphere that also has incentive sharing, you might want to look at Linda Craft and Team Realtors. I'm just telling you, just go to lindacraft.com. There's a, there's a link there just for you if you're interested, right? It's lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we're back here with Rob Marshallonis and Incent Share. Uh, Rob, uh, you know, we're, we're digging, starting to dig into Incent Share after your story. The question becomes, uh, there are going to be people who are a little skeptical of all this. How do we deal with that? What do you say to them? Yeah, I think um, one, of, one of the places I like to go with that question is, is when you look at some of the most respected and highest profile successful businesses in the country and even the world, um, the Googles, the Apples, the Teslas, the you know you can go through the list of the the high profile nationals or internationals and 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 even the many of uh, the most successful businesses in our own regions and communities. Jay, they almost all use incentive plans of some sort to attract and reward and motivate talent, mm. right? Um, through bonus programs, through stock options. And so this is an age old concept that the big boys have all been using for a long, long time. Mm. The cool thing is it doesn't, you don't need to be a big, a, a big company or a big business to do this. And so Many professions like real estate you just mentioned, like sales, um, like being a waitress in a restaurant, we, we understand that. They all uh, have a variable compensation component that is linked to their profession, right? But it doesn't have to be limited there. And so I believe virtually every business and every role and every work group can be incentivized. And it's worth it because it, it, smart incentives can give you a mechanism to share your success um, in a logical, methodical way with your employees, which allows you to recruit and motivate and retain higher talent, right, with this mechanism versus just, you know, having a handshake for big bucks with, a, you know, what may or may not be a very talented individual. When you, when you come up with the right sharing mechanism, you can find a way to attract and reward talent um, in proportion to their results. And it can oftentimes net out in paying the truly talented people in work groups way more than, than you ever would have been able to afford or consider in the absence of an incentive plan. That's beautiful. Matter of fact, I was, I was stunned by a statistic that you quoted on Google um, who does incentive sharing that it is 25 times more selective to get to work for Google. It is 25 times more selective than Yale, Princeton, or Harvard. Yeah. Holy cow. Right. And, it, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That, I mean, and, and you know, that the, the theme there is talent, right? And so um, I, I, you know, as part of my research for the book, I, I read about a number of companies. There's a, you know, general electric where I used to work and, uh, and a Google where, they just spend a disproportionate amount of time in recruiting talent and in figuring out how to compensate that talent, 
And so, you know, it's just one example, but I'd encourage anybody out there with interest is to, you know, learn what you can about, you know, some of these bigger companies like Google and, and just the emphasis they put on talent. And the statistics there are um, kind of mind blowing of, of how, you know, a lot of these these leaders, the Bill Gates, the, the Steve Jobs of the world believe that, you know, talented employees are worth 10x, 100x in terms of their contribution um, in many cases to to some of these very successful high-profile companies. So let's let's do a few of these. You have part three, how to develop and implement incent share plans. So um, it's it's a step-by-step thing. We are not going to have time to go through all the P's, by the way. Right. <laughs> We're not going to have uh, the time. I don't know if our time is best spent there uh, talking about that. By the way, I'll give them to you, folks. Um, I'm not going to have, uh, but philosophy, potential, participants, performance, uh, people, um, perception, plans, period, portion, uh, and and they go on and on and on. The truth, payouts, privacy, pitfalls. The truth of the matter is it's a step-by-step that he has in this book, Incent Share. Step-by-step, how to build your uh, Incent Share in your company. And by the way, you have to have all these pieces, right, Rob? I mean, you can't leave one piece out. Yeah, at a minimum, you need to be mindful of them to, to come up with smart incentive plans, yes. Okay. And, and what would you say, I and mean, when it comes to these, the, the P's, the 15 P's, um, what would you say the takeaway that they should see when they start going through the, through, through the process? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's my, the, the way I think and the way I work is I like to have a methodology. I guess it's, it's my engineering background. And so what I, what I try to do to provide value to uh, to the reader, and the book's about a four hour read, and so I, I take some time to really go through a step by step approach to how to put in place incentive plans. Now, a lot of people have incentive plans, and so this list is sort of a check a checklist to say, oh, which you know, which of these issues when it comes to incentive plans are we addressing, or which may we be missing? Others are thinking about incentive plans from scratch, and it sort of gives you a, a, a great how to, but. Um, I, I, I think the simple idea is, look, there's a method, there's a methodology that's not overly complex, but there, there are ways to build smarter incentive plans, which of course I advocate. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. You were going to say something else. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's just it. I put some examples in there. You know, there, there's, there's a few nuggets. Like I believe that incentive plans to be most effective, Jay, um, should contribute at least 15% to total compensation, right? So that's a question I get a lot. Well, how much should incentive plans be for? Now, maybe not right out of the gate, but I think once an incentive plan component becomes 15% or more of total compensation, so for a fifty thousand dollar employee, depending on how you look at it, you know, add another uh, fifty thousand, add another seventy five hundred dollars, and it starts to be meaningful, and we really get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about the period, like what what what's a good frequency to pay out incentives? If if they're too long, if you pay an annual incentive or a discretionary bonus, the problem is it's too detached from the work, and so you know anything I might have done to contribute to the incentive plan can easily be forgotten if I have to wait till the end of the year to get paid. Um, I, the frequency I like is anywhere between monthly and quarterly for paying out incentive plans. If you pay them out too frequently, it gets just logistically complicated. So those are a couple nuggets from that, that how-to list. Yeah, I, 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 you know, the frequency thing is something I thought about, you know, when I was in graduate school working on my master's and doctorate degree, I was in psychology. I studied at our B.F. Skinner's last student. And 
you know, one of the things uh, they talk about in reinforcement theory is that, you know, if you want to reinforce the behavior, if you want the behavior to continue at a higher frequency of rate, you need to reinforce right after the behavior occurs. And if you wait too long, well, you may be reinforcing a behavior that isn't what you want to reinforce, right? That's, that's kind of the theory behind it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and it, you know, it's a feedback mechanism. So there's a reward mechanism that comes with, with smart incentive plans, but there's also a feedback mechanism. And inevitably, let's say you let's say you put in place a monthly pay, you know, uh, an incentive plan is paid out monthly. Well, we're going to have some exceptional months. We're going to have some difficult months. And so, mm. you know, those payouts give us an opportunity as leaders and as members of the work group to say, hey, what was it in this last period that we did well that resulted in this? you know, great reward, or what was it that we did wrong or we missed? Right. And all of that needs to be, you know, talked through as a team, like we, right. you know, we would have experienced in sports. And so I, I think the feedback is really powerful that they can come from incentives. Yeah, I think one of the other things you talk about after these 15 principles, uh, the steps, is that uh, one of the big things I took away from is keep it simple, right? sophisticated enough to work to get the results we want in terms of employee productivity, but simple enough to be understood by all the participants. Mm. And so oftentimes when I help businesses with this, the work Jay is in the communication and the understanding of the business and simplifying the plan so that everybody understands it. Mm. And, you know, I'm quick to say no, no incentive plan is perfect. You know, none of them are perfect. Many of them, should and need to evolve. But the goal is is sort of an 80-20 approach is what's the 20% simplistic approach that will get us 80% of the impact or the um, uh, the feedback or the rewards that we that we want. So you know that that's part of the work is is dialing that in, the simplicity of the plan. Now uh, in part four, how to support the incent share workplace, um, we talk about LSP123, which is your company. And the LSP overview, which is leadership strategy and uh, process, how does LSP fit into um, incent share? Right. So these, you know, these businesses and these incentive plans are often considered and 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 put in place and implemented by leaders. And so I wanted to help leaders to actually you know, do right by their employees. I mean, we want employees to win. We want incent- I, I believe in incentivizing employees and helping them win. We want them to succeed, right? This isn't a, tra- a, a trap. This is something that we want to work. And so how do we best do that? I, for many years, and I didn't invent this, I, I sort of, you know, structured this from, from different lessons I'd learned, um, have come to believe in LSP, leadership strategy and process. The, the success of virtually any worthwhile undertaking, I believe, is directly related to the leadership, um, uh, the leadership that you have behind the project, the plan or strategy that those leaders come up with. And then the many value-added routines or processes that uh, come out of the strategies. And so, you know, it takes some time to, to explain that. It's a real simple way to communicate with leaders and to communicate with work groups to first think about LSP, leadership strategy and process. So, so when we talk, one of the things you talk about, in, and we just got a few minute, a minute or so left here, but I think what's so important here is that that all three of those things, leadership, strategy, and process, um, they're all required in order for incent share to work. 
Because if you don't, if you if you're missing any one of those three things, it's not going to work, is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, think think in life, in sports, in business, in in military, in politics. Think about the leadership and the strategy and the processes that come out of that. And so I drill down into the whole LSP thinking to help leaders. Um, you know, analyze their, their circumstances and, and what maybe is working and what's not, where they're strong, where they're weak, and to give them some, some templates and some models and some structure so that, you know, I can make it easier for them to deploy LSP, you know, within their, their organizations and their work groups. His name is Rob Marcellonis. Rob, they, you, you, I, the hour goes by so quick. <laughs> it just really does go so fast. Uh, you were great. Tell people how to get a hold of you. Yes. Thanks, Jay. Um, um, Rob Marshallonis on LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel where I talk about a number of these uh, subjects. My book's available on Amazon and on Kindle in CentShare. And uh, I have two websites, lsp123.com and, and also in CentShare.com. So lots of ways to get in touch with me. Anybody who reaches out uh, to me uh, by email, uh, rob at lsp123, I'll happy to share a, uh, a quick infographic, a, a sort of a summary of the InsentShare book. Be happy to share that with you. And, uh, you know, and or have a conversation. I mean, every uh, step to improve employee productivity starts with a conversation. So happy to do that with your with your listeners, Jay. Awesome. Thank you for that. And I will have links to uh, the book and to Rob uh, in the write-up of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. Remember, you are in charge of three things. You're in control all the time of them. That's your attitude, your effort, and your resilience. You choose those things every day. They're not always easy. I promise you they're not. But I can tell you something. You can do that if you make the choice. I'm going to be back next week. It's going to be another great guest. It's going to be another great book. It's going to be another great show. And as I say to everyone everywhere, all over, and you know what that is, ciao, everybody. You can find the strength to go a different way, yeah. The time has come. Your dreams will take you places you have never been before. Find your passion, find your strength. Don't worry anymore A new direction A new direction A new direction A brand new day A new direction Things are gone Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.